The name of today's episode is Forward. How do we move forward when we're all dealing with loss and overwhelm and uncertainty? So in this next episode of Your Wholehearted Living, Karen and I have the opportunity to talk to Dr. Nikki Hill, clinical psychologist for CAPS, about all of those things, loss, stress, anxiety, and uncertainty. And Dr. Hill talks specifically about meaning making, which I thought was pretty cool, um, and how to find your true purpose in these challenging times. So it was fun. We had fun today, right, Kay? Oh my gosh, so much fun. I have so many nuggets of wisdom and a new phrase that I won't repeat here, but that I will start to use extensively. <laughs> um, and I really liked, I have to go back and review my notes because she just had so many good things that were like applicable to all of us mm. in so many different ways. And, you know, some of what I think one of the, she even had like a quick quick top three um which i thought was so impressive to be able to come up with those um as eloquently as she as she right. did so i thought they were great and really good takeaways so but bringing like she one of my quotes was bring your best self like full moving forward like to any situation that you're in as best you can so mm-hmm. <clears throat> i thought that was particularly particularly good and and she really highlighted the amount of control we have as individuals um mm-hmm. really and you know just echoing like we all know it but like your mindset and all that even in these uncertain times so yeah, for sure um, i think everyone will really get a lot out of i know i will when i, I know do it again so same so grab your your tea your coffee mm-hmm. and uh i hope you enjoy the episode enjoy enjoy <laughs> Hello and welcome to your wholehearted living podcast, episode two. I'm Kenna. I'm Karen. And welcome to our next episode. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming. Um, back. Thanks for returning. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit uh, today about well, lots of different things regarding anxiety, stress, the concepts of loss. And we have a special guest that I'll introduce in a minute, but um, we also came up with the idea of each episode having a word connected to it. So based on the theme and who our guest is, so I want Karen to talk a little bit about how we came up with that and then what our word is for today. Great. So we thought um, we are, we are word people. Um, So, (laughs) and we are quote people. So um, we're constantly exchanging things with one another. And I think particularly in this time that we're in, being able to have like the smallest thing that you can focus on. Um, and so the word that kind of captures this episode and very much when we've talked um, our mindsets lately is the word forward. So mm. Um, in terms of move, like in concepts of moving forward, how do we move forward? Because we we laugh all the time and we say we hear on you know the news and that about people who are so bored at home, and I feel like it's you know us and like in our in students and everybody mm-hmm. at the university we're not feeling bored. So um, and it's like <laughs> how do we? how do we all keep moving forward when at the same time, you know, like we got to keep it moving because we got four weeks left in the semester. um, And, but at the same time, having us acknowledge that there's a lot of other things that we're all dealing with. So like Kenneth said, anxiety, loss, how do we, how can we practice self-care Uh, when there's no time to grieve things so I you know I feel for our students and you know loss of connectivity and Mm -hmm. celebrations and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so that's where Mm -hmm. that the word so we're going to talk with our guest about um, you know some strategies and and thoughts on doing that come on cake shouldn't you be baking a cake and six course meals while you're home like everybody (laughs) (laughs) I'm all (laughs) self-improvement No, I just shared with Kenna that I ate these mini cupcakes yesterday, and then I looked at the calorie count today, and I was <laughs> astonished. 
So shocking. Okay. <laughs> so we are really excited to have our special guest today who I miss having our coffee talks with, to be honest, because we would do that often when we were on campus. But I want to introduce <laughs> Dr. Nikki Hill, who's a clinical psychologist at our Counseling and Psychological Services Department, or CAPS, on campus. And she's been at the institution for four years. Uh, she's an incredible human being with a lot of amazing expertise and has a, a unique ability to connect with people that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, I really enjoy speaking with her about lots of different things from, you know, work stuff to, you know, random stuff. So I'm happy. Dr. Hill, welcome. Thank you so much. Anna. That is very, I really appreciate the compliment too. these days. I feel like we're all, like you said, we're all kind of in survival mode. And so um, yes, I, I'm, I miss the way things were too. I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about that today and and moving forward because yeah. we're all in this very new very uncertain situation and i think we're all trying to figure it out as we go mm-hmm. so yeah that's the 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 word uncertain is so that's such a pivotal that speaks to me like this the world is everything's so much uncertainty right now like one day it's this tomorrow it's another thing you know so and everybody's kind of really I don't know. I feel like people are spread more thin than they were. I don't know. It's just me. I think because of everything coming at everybody. So everything's changing so fast. And I think worry and anxiety are like bred in these type of environments. I don't know. And I think that our students are experiencing a lot of that. We're experiencing a lot of that. And then I'm really excited to talk about um, what Karen was mentioning about loss and, you know, grieving grief of what our lives maybe were and then also with milestones and things like that like I don't know my daughter's eighth birthday is in May and you know no party for you boo-boo so (laughs) you know so things like that um so yeah I'm I'm excited to talk about that and I, I think Dr. Nikki I would ask the first question to you is do you think it seems like an obvious question how things have changed drastically do you think that it's a significant change in anxiety and worry or is it just layered because people had anxiety and worry before (laughs) I I mean I I think so much of this is an and not an or I mean Mm. I think Mm -hmm. I think for some people this sudden change has you know, has either stripped away a lot of distractions or busyness or, you know, some of the day-to-day routine and like activities that were easy to hide in, you know, mm, like, yep, and not necessarily sure. consciously like, oh, I'm trying to avoid these feelings or the situation, but more of like, we all just had things that we knew we had to do that structured our day, um, that passed the time. And, and now I think for a lot of people, everything is kind of like this groundhog day, (laughs) you know, like every day, (laughs) long sequence um, of uncertainty feels very familiar, but we're not quite sure what's going to be different and when it's going to end. And so I think for some people, they are being forced to confront a lot of feelings or fears or just things that they weren't spending as much time directly confronted with because of their day to day. Mm. And, think the end is for people who um, already had, you know, stress and anxiety um, and even distress um, that was really legitimate that now is also compounded or complicated by the fact that, you know, it's really hard to leave your house to go do some of the things that used to keep you sane or keep you Mm -hmm. well, um, just structured your day, gave you a sense of purpose, um, some of the necessities. I mean, I think particularly one of the biggest changes in our department is all of a sudden, you know, we don't, we, not only do we not get to see each other as a clinical team, which, you know, all of us, I think really thrive on, um, mm-hmm. but we don't get to see our clients. We don't get to see our students face to face. So there's been this mm-hmm. very abrupt loss of, of some of those therapeutic relationships, some of those professional relationships. And we're trying to figure out how do you maintain that? that connection and that sense of support. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, I think that for some of these students, it's 
happened has really brought things to a head. And for others, they've been living in pretty significant concerns for a while. And now they're really not sure, well, how do I deal with this on top of trying to do mm. my classes virtually? Um, you know, I don't get to have graduation. I don't get to have birthday party. I don't get to see my friends. Um, you know, some of their family members are on the front lines in hospitals or clinics and, um, you know, losing parents, relatives, friends to COVID. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So much that people are, are trying to fumble through. And it's just, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but this is certainly the first global pandemic that I've ever lived through as an adult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think trying to find the answers is, is challenging for all of us right now. Yeah, it's, it's really, really challenging. And what struck me about what you said is the connection piece. So I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but I feel like before global pandemic, like no one wanted to talk on the phone. Students were really difficult to reach. It was like the opposite of what we're trying to do now, Yeah, which is con the connection. So we're really trying to connect, make sure we're checking in. So I, I don't know for me and what I do, it's, it's double layer. So sometimes it's like you, you can't, students just cannot, you, they isolate, they're, they don't want to connect, but then it's the opposite of, you know, they don't know how, because they haven't really been communicating in a way that now they kind of have to, they're kind of forced to read email, check Blackboard, go on this, go on that, you know? So it's so different. And I think it becomes, it's like a layered response. So when this, when all of this popped off in the beginning, it was, you know, urgency, not that it's still not urgent. It clearly is, but you know, this is what we're doing immediately. And then it's like layers and you see kind of when it starts to layer up and like the dust starts to settle, you could say, huh, well, what about those students who are experiencing abuse in their home? Or what about that coworker of mine who, you know, has a crappy marriage? Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? And they have to be home. So I think it's so layered and I don't know, I sometimes I get, I can get really overwhelmed and I start to think about in a macro sense yeah if that makes yeah that makes sense yeah, I don't know. The, the things that you just identified too with students and and employees and that um those aren't necessarily things that we want to divulge to other people but in some instances it's necessary to so I think for like mm. students you know that was one of the big things that we had to do to reach out while we were on spring break when we were thinking about how am I changing this class to online no, I mm -hmm. asked everybody, do you have technology? Do you have internet access? Like, and trying to get those responses. So then that could frame how I structure the classes and then what options I could give if you don't and that. So um, I think that piece is challenging. And I think, you know, and lots of times too, in terms of like connections, particularly for us, we're, you know, that's our job to be there to support students in lots of all of our jobs in lots mm -hmm. of different ways, but also we're all dealing with our own stuff. So, you know, I find sometimes it's, I, I do a lot, I have a lot of draft emails. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit send, Because <laughs> I, I start to like, and you know, kind of knows I've been up like my thing, I'm a night owl, but I'm not, you know, it's not a good thing. Like I am in this crazy schedule where I'm just working all time and then I'm answering emails and that. And then when I get emails, like the, my biggest sense of anxiety and dread is, is our emails. Like every day when mm. I get up and I'm going to look at them, I have a huge sense of anxiety because I know there's nothing good in the, in those mm. emails. Like it's just more work. So, um, so I just think about that as well in terms of particularly the oh, that sure. we're in with that. So Dr. Nikki, what do you like? So thinking about what Karen was just saying and kind of going off of like the, you know, what is a struct? It's not a structured work day, right? Like, so it's so hard when you're home and you're working in home and you're home, trying to be functional and stress-free. And like, you see all these things online about make sure you have self-care, <laughs> make sure you, you get out in nature. But then, you know, it's the barrage of, feeling like it's still status quo and working and 
do you think, what do you think about that? Do you think it's realistic? Do you think we have to kind of find a groove that works for us? Um, and our students too, because you know, they're the same they're in this way in terms of a structure and schedule. Like, what do you, what do you advise in that area? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm hearing this from coworkers. I'm hearing this from professors. I'm hearing this from students. I, I think that that's, that's the question that all of us are trying to figure out, right? Is that, because I, I think like I was, I was consulting with a, a professor the other day and, you know, she was asking, is it, you know, how, how do we find a way to validate what's really, really difficult right now for all of us, you know, the, the suffering mm. and the uncertainty and the, this change and all of the loss that sort of comes with all of this. Um, and, you know, doing, doing our jobs and, and delivering, you know, the education and the services and, you know, all of the things that, that we do that are also important, that make us who we are and, and that are still really necessary. Right. And I think that's, that's something that we've been thinking a lot about in our roles in the counseling center, because, because we're going through this as people too, you know? And so it's, Mm -hmm. how do we, um, and, and again, like, I feel like this is more of an and it's sort of like, we need to validate what's really difficult. We need to acknowledge what's missing right now, whether that's structure, whether that's normalcy, whether that's, you know, social contact or, um, you know, self-care, whatever is missing. We need to find a way to substitute those things as best we can. And we have to find a way to keep doing the things that we mm-hmm. do. And, you know, for, for, mm. for some of us, that's we have to keep teaching or we have to keep um, uphold the integrity of the coursework and the services that we're offering or that that we're, you know, that we're asking students to do. And, and I, I do think that we can do both, you know, because at the end of the day, this is not permanent. Right. Like, I mean, it. Will certainly have its own impacts and very long-term impacts at that. At the same time, you know, nothing is permanent, right? Everything's always going to be changing. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's sort of, how do we, how do we build some resilience out of this? Realizing that there is, there's a lot of value in, in figuring out how to endure in situations like this, how to overcome them, how to, how to manage them we're learning a lot about ourselves and we're learning a lot about what we need um, to be at our best. Um, and for a lot of people that some of those things are missing and, and they were able to take them for granted, you know, like for example, mm-hmm. um, I'm used to having lunch with my coworkers every day and whether we were discussing, you know, cases or work or we were discussing our kids or our families or whatever. Um, that's something that I miss a lot. That's something that keeps me at my best. Um, and so being able to acknowledge, being able to and mm-hmm. realizing that I still have to get up every day and take care of my students. I have to get up every day and take care of my family and myself. I, I can't really get stuck in, in a place where mm-hmm. we just stop, you know, and I think both you and Karen were saying that before is um, I, I can't think of many people who really have that luxury to really just stop and not do anything that needs to be done. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, so how do we mm-hmm. balance between being and doing? And, and quite honestly, I think in our society in particular, we're all really good at doing, <laughs> you know, but we can't <laughs> do all of the things that we usually do. The being part can be really challenging. Um, and I'm hearing that from a lot of students that, um, they have a lot more time on their hands and that's not necessarily bringing up positive feelings, positive memories. Mm. You know, that it's not necessarily giving them lots more time for self-care. Um, so right. I think it's, we're all trying to figure out like how, how do you, how do you mourn what's missing and continue to get up every day? What's your sense of I think that's huge, the sense of purpose. And I, I want to get to the loss in a minute because I think that's going to be a bigger conversation. But I'm very curious as to for both, this is for both of you. So and maybe this is just me, but I feel like there's this 
if you don't have some sort of skill that you come out of this pandemic with and you were being lazy <laughs> or like, you yep. know what I mean? Like, should I be learning Mandarin or, you know, be a kickboxer by the time I go back to work? You know, like I, I feel like there's a sense of uh, bitch do something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, and it's really making me, it pisses me off because I feel like, well, I'm still working. I'm still doing all that stuff. And then maybe I just need to get off of social media maybe because, and there's some people I really enjoy watching what they're doing and they're sharing their gifts. And that I love because I think everyone has a gift that they can share, which is honestly why we're doing this podcast, me and Karen, because I don't know, I think we're funny. And (laughs) I think we like to talk. We think we're funny. So everything, everyone has a gift to share, but I sometimes feel like, is it me? Or is it just a bombardment of all of this stuff is now available? I don't know what you guys think about that or what I'm saying even makes sense, but. Well, I think what Dr. Nikki was saying, like when you said that to me, kind of a lot of what Dr. Nikki had said previously kind of rose up in terms of, and Kenna and I have talked about this, that I feel like not this particular, but we've talked about celebrities on TV and like, I'm sick of looking at your lovely house. Yeah. In the oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Your- You're quarantined in a mansion. Right. And a pool right. and like and a, I appreciate a sauna. the distraction <laughs> from our lives with the entertainment you're providing, but at some point I'm getting annoyed. Yeah. But but <laughs> that being said, I think you bring up like a good point. Like it's like everybody's experiencing this and not aside from like the emotions and that kind of thing, but the actual experience, you know. Yeah, in some ways we're having the same, you know, the we're all doing this together. And I do think that's valid. But at the same time, it's a extremely different experience for everybody. So for mm-hmm. students, for a myriad of reasons, for us, for people who are, you know, um, have lost their jobs, who are on furlough, who um, mm-hmm. have health issues, who have mm-hmm. a family member totally. who has had COVID, like, or has a family member who's immunocompromised, you know, like, just like, you can Mm -hmm. think of all the segments, and it's like, we're not all experiencing this, like, like the physical manifestation of it in the same way at all. So, yeah, that's a huge, that's a great point. Some people are with their families, some people are alone, you know, all of that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so much, particularly about our students' experiences and, you know, for, I, I guess, like, just have, being really compassionate and being really open-minded. And, and something that I was talking about um, when I was consulting with that professor the other day and something that I've been talking about with um, the, the other members of the CAP staff, too, is, like, can, can something positive that comes out of this be some perspective building? right and and Mm. insight building because you know on the surface it might be like oh wow you know so our students just got an extra you know they got an extended spring break who doesn't want extra time off like they're they get to sit at home in their sweatpants and just go to online classes you know yada 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 like I think that that sometimes people will make snap judgments or assumptions that there's so much good about this you know oh I have so much time to like practice baking or, or knitting or learn a new TikTok dances it's not a vacation you know like th- this was not a choice you know the you know uh, and I think yes. there's something that can be really disempowering about that you know it's one thing if it's like I'm going to take a two-week vacation or I'm going to take a two-week break or I'm going to take you know there's there's agency there all of a sudden we've all kind of been thrown into this situation and I think um it sometimes it's easy to focus on like oh well shouldn't this all just be okay um and and in some ways you know um a neighbor of mine is a police officer and she's been telling me you know that they're starting to expect that the more and more that people are stuck at home now that we're going to see domestic violence go up that we see Oh, oh for sure. Yep. Suicide. For sure. 
Mm -hmm. You know, we're hearing Mm -hmm. that from some of our students that are either stuck on campus because they're international students or they're homeless and can't leave. Mm. And from our students who are at home and that these aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. like this isn't just necessarily a a break. Um, You know, for some Mm -hmm. people, campus is a really safe place for them to be and their necessities are met. You know, they have access to the dining hall. They have access to relationships mm-hmm. with faculty and staff and friends and their romantic partners and um and so there there's so much here that I think um can be really disempowering and really disheartening and it's it's really trying to figure out like what what perspective can we take to be grateful for while we're also mourning the losses and acknowledging the suffering, because it really is a little bit of both. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. love being a working mom. I, I love my job. I love my profession. That's why I continue to do it, even though I have two little ones at home. And, and I'm very grateful to have this extra time with my two little boys. And at the same time, um, you know, I, I, find myself like either feeling guilty or feeling frustrated when it's like but I get no no alone time I get there's all of these Mm -hmm. other things that that might on the surface seem like oh wow your life is easier now that are actually a lot more difficult and challenging Mm -hmm. that you don't like like you were saying Karen people don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about you know either you seem or Mm. you seem like you're not motivated or, you know, you know, taking advantage of this. And it's really, you know, there are some days where I'm, you know, even as a, as a professional, as a clinical psychologist, as a trained, you know, therapist, that it's hard. And I think all of us being Mm -hmm. able to have a place where we can acknowledge that and talk about that. And, and again, like be patient, you know, be, be tolerant, um, be open you know what what's hard for one person might be easy for somebody else and and at the same time like you know I think the important thing is that we all need to be talking about this in whatever capacity we can whether it's through podcasts whether it's through state line video chats or um, but Mm. yeah there's no Mm -hmm. I love that the tolerance piece is and you both said that loud and clear you know and I hope that our listeners can hear that it's everybody is at their own point with this and, you know, understanding that is huge. And the fluidity too. And we talk about this kind of the day-to-day fluidity of it. Like one day I could be fine. And the next day I'm like totally stressed out. And my, like my word for it. And I think like listening to Dr. Nikki um, about that is that my, my word for all of it is, and I know it's because we're all like this whole connectivity and the internet means so much now, like, your, mm-hmm. if your connection's stable or not but like the bandwidth like I keep I, you know I talk to myself all the time because it's mm. like I don't have the bandwidth to deal with this right now like <laughs> that's my word mm. you know what I mean like I gotta step <laughs> away because like you know mm-hmm. so whatever the issue is or whatever but I find it sometimes that's even hard like the working and home life being all together it's sometimes mm-hmm. harder to step mm-hmm. away I feel like mm-hmm. What was the word I said today? I was sad and pissed. Yeah. I was I was cyst. <laughs> cyst. <laughs> and then Mia, my my youngest, she was like, Mom, I'm feeling anxious. I'm like, anxious? Nervous and anxious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we're we're doing uh you know, word combining over here during quarantine. <laughs> anyway, so I <laughs> A lot, a lot of what you both are saying, what I'm hearing loud and clear is the word loss. So I want to start talking a little bit about what that means at this point in time during these really stressful times. And we're, I think we're all experiencing loss. We're all the loss of our normalcy of our day to day, which is, seems obvious. And then other losses, like what our seniors are going through, or if you've lost a family member to this terrible disease right now, or if you are worried about someone who is high risk, I mean, the list goes on and on and on in terms of loss, loss of connection. Like I have a huge family. So, and Karen knows like at one point or another, like we're always together hanging out and, you know, no one can do that. One of my 
my sister-in-law last weekend, she just drove around to people's houses and sat in the driveway. She just wanted to see people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's so hard. And it's, you know, some of us, I guess, are more tolerant than, uh, oh, it's good, I could be in my house, but it's really, that's a loss too. So I want to talk a little bit about that because it's, I feel for the seniors and just talking about our students, like I really do. It's such a major milestone. And what does that mean? And then high school seniors, yes. you know, I don't know. So, and how do we, how do we, and I think, didn't we schedule yes. a graduation yeah. in December? Is that right? You know, how do we have those conversations with our seniors about about that experience, like their senior year? So I don't know what you guys think about that in terms of all the different losses. And Yeah, I, I think that there's, um, it, it, it's really like hard to, for people to really know exactly how they're going to feel as those, as those dates come up, you know, whether it's, it's holidays where you would have been celebrating with your family and friends or graduation or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, these new kind of anniversaries, you know, the anniversary of, of losing someone to COVID or, or just all of the other kind of medical mm-hmm. hardship that people already had, or, you know, just, just natural kind of death. But, um, mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of this makes me think about like the expectations that we set for ourselves and that we set for this and how that can be a double edged Mm -hmm. sword in a way, because, you know, again, on one hand, if you're saying like, Oh, like we just have to, we just have to roll with this, which is true. Right. But, but at the same time, it's sort of like what most of us have not been in a, a life threatening or potentially life-threatening and incredibly unexpected life-changing crisis situation like this. You know, for some people, this is the first time that they've ever experienced something unexpected and life-altering in mm-hmm. this way. And so I think it's, you know, how, how are you supposed to be handling this? And what are you asking of yourself? Is it reasonable? Um, do you have what you need to manage the situation? And you know, I think it, if some of the expectation is like, again, like it goes both ways. Like if some of it is like, oh, everyone should just be really devastated and it's terrible. And, and you know, these poor seniors, like, yes, I, abs- I absolutely feel for them and their families and their friends. And it's like, well, yeah, you didn't ask for this, right? Like no- nobody could have done this. Nobody, nobody could have anticipated right. this. And we're in this situation right. anyway. So... And sometimes I feel like, well, what are you going to do about it? So like, I don't know, we can't change it. That's my, my dualistic side. Like I feel really bad. And at the same time, I'm like, you're like, I don't know. It's not because we're doing it on purpose. Like to your right. point. Like what, how so, much control do you have in the situation? And expectations mm-hmm. are you setting for mm-hmm. yourself? And I think it really maybe makes us reflect on what's really important to us. You know, like what, what are and you know, if celebrating milestones and being with people that you care about is important to you, if that's a value of yours, how do you recreate that in in a new way, a non-traditional way, in a different way? Like, how do you how do you be flexible in your thinking? How do you be creative? How do you be patient? How do you be compassionate? Right? Because I think it's it's sort of like yes, it's graduation, and it, and it sucks that you guys can't have it, and you at the same time, it's still going to happen. It's just not going to be on campus, mm. you know, going to look you the way wanted. that you expected, mm-hmm. mm. but you've, you've still earned it. Your family can still be proud and, and celebrate. And it just means that you have to acknowledge the loss of what you wanted it to be, what you thought it was going to be, and try to embrace what it still can be. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that brings to mind, too, like the idea... That's really helpful, Dr. Nikki, and even for myself, because when you think about, we've talked about like the idea of if we go back to students and helping them deal with like the loss of like the connectivity or the end of year mm-hmm. celebration spring, it's not spring fling. What is it? Spring weekend? Uh-uh. Yeah, know, spring weekend, weekend, all those things. And Sorry. yeah, but, but for us, they're not. <laughs> but like, I, rem- you know, if you tap in, which she is always there 
close at my heart, my my college age Karen. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when you think <laughs> about what she would yeah. feel like, like how important her friends were, how important, you know, celebrating mm-hmm. partying and, you know, just uh, connecting in lots of different ways in a college campus. Um, you know, and I think that's sometimes where, you know, I feel like, and I, I don't know how to, like my, I feel like I'm usually a super compassionate person. <laughs> I feel like a little bit of my compassion has diminished in the last like couple of weeks because I'm like on it mm-hmm. all the time. And so, mm. but there's a, but there is also, and some of the things that Dr. Nikki said, like, I kind of need to recheck myself because it, it is, we do have to acknowledge when we're talking about students, there is this gap in our life experiences. So we mm-hmm. all know we've been through a lot of shit. So we know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can compartmentalize and like deal with this for the next four weeks. It stinks and whatever, but, but also too knowing that like tapping into your, you know, having that understanding of what it's like for them at a different stage in their life than you are in yours, you know? So, and mm-hmm. I need some mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. like to connect with them in that way. Right. I mean, they, you know, they can't, they mm-hmm. can't have years of experience that they haven't lived yet. You know, that's not their. Um, right. Ooh, yeah. I like that yeah. too. I'm though, you know, like <laughs> I think part of what we do working with college students in particular, right. And, and this, this age group of young adults, right. Is that we're not just trying to educate them for the, the number of years that they're on campus with us, right. Like we're trying to teach them life skills. We're trying to teach them really important lessons about how do you handle anything, not just deadlines and coursework and job interviews and, social relationships right so I think like again yes. n- none yes. of us asked for this um and and maybe you know we don't want to engage in mm-hmm. processing this experience or or confronting the reality of it or having to change or any of that like and, and I think absolutely given on any given hour of any given day if you checked in with any of us we might be in a totally different headspace about like no, like actually like I'm doing okay today versus like I have a serious case of the fuck it's today or, you know, like mm-hmm. I do think that a really <laughs> you can do that. I like that. that. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but I, I think that like the meaning making is a really important conversation that we can be having with ourselves, but especially with with college mm. students right now, right? Is like Again, you know that n- none of you wanted this to be part of your school year, whether it w- it's your senior year, whether it's your freshman year, whether you're a graduate, whatever it is, right? That, but mm-hmm. the meaning that you make of this, of of why it's happening to you, of you know what's gonna, and and how you handle mm-hmm. it, you get to carry with you for the rest of your life. So if you take the approach right now that this has destroyed like my college experience. I'm a senior and I don't get to have spring weekend and graduation and, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you get to choose to have that mindset, but what are, what are the implications of that going to be? And how are you going to feel about that five years from now when you look back on this and have some new life experiences, have some different perspective? Because I think, I think it's very reasonable for us as faculty and staff to ask students to engage in that conversation with themselves and with us, which is how are you going to choose to make meaning of this? You can be really pessimistic. You can be really hopeless about this, or you can try to take, you know, more like a gritty resilient sort of stance with this. Um, and I, I think that there's a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly rise to the occasion in that I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating anything. I'm not asking anyone to be like, oh, this is perfect. This is great, blah, blah, blah. I'm simply, right, right. Now go bake a cake. (laughs) (laughs) You know, go learn karate, you know, while you're doing everything else that you were already supposed to be doing. Like, I don't know where that idea comes from, but, um, but I do think that that's, that can be a really interesting, right? Reflection is what, what am I saying that this means about me, for me? Um, can we have some gratitude and, and some appreciation? Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I love the meaning making. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great takeaway. Um, so Dr. Nikki, if you were to think about, I don't know, maybe three, three things that you think are your key takeaways of how to cope. If you could think of three things, I what think would the they be? First thing is the just trying to create as much space for kind of self-reflection and self-awareness right now, because again, we're all being to spend time with ourselves mm -hmm. in a way that most of us don't have to on any given day. And, and I think, um, again, mm. like there, there might be a lot there that we normally avoid or that we don't, that doesn't need our attention as much as it might right now. And so I think building that in as an active practice mm. every day, however, for you, you know, so for some people that mm. I'm going to go sit out on my porch and I'm just going to think about how I'm feeling right now or what I need to do right now or what's happening in the world right now. Right. For other people, well, I'm just going to. I'm going to meditate mm -hmm. or I'm going to have a cup of tea or I'm going to call a friend or a colleague and I'm just going to, I'm just going to process what's on my mind about the situation today. So I think creating space reflection and self-awareness is really important mm -hmm. because trying to fight thoughts that you're having fears, um, feelings that you're having like that, that does not work. You know, and I think we all know that in some capacity our, our thoughts and our feelings have a way of popping up and getting our attention and sometimes in ways that we really don't want if you try to suppress them or try to avoid them. So I really want people to try to be proactive in that process mm -hmm. um, because otherwise there will be consequences. So I think that would be one, my first tip. I think the second thing is, is spending time for acknowledging all feelings right? There needs to be room for all of the feelings that mm -hmm. we're having. It doesn't fit in any one particular category. So it doesn't have to be, oh man, this all sucks or I'm all, I'm all sad or this is devastating and people are dying and nothing's the same and the economy is crashing. You know, all, all of that, I think that there's a difference between acknowledging your suffering and what's really difficult and the negative feelings while also holding on to some of the more neutral and some of the more positive things mm -hmm. that are happening. Mm -hmm. Right. But, and we have to give permission to feel whatever it is and try, try not to judge what we're feeling. Mm. Um, because that judgment, again, is not terribly helpful in this process. Um, noticing what we're feeling, trying to validate what we're feeling and responding to what we're feeling in a way that that's healthy and makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? So if, if you're feeling really hopeless, if you're feeling really lonely, what are some of the things that you can do to try to nurture that feeling or try to alleviate that feeling? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be more? Um, you know, if you're, if you're a helper by nature and right now you can't be doing your volunteer job or you can't be working, um, you know, with your clinical rotations, it how do you find another way to fulfill that part of yourself? Maybe you go donate blood. Maybe you sew masks. Maybe you, mm. you know, mm -hmm. reach out to um, nursing homes and, and, you know, try to comfort elderly people who are not being visited right now. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I, again, like mm -hmm. whatever that part of you needs and is feeling, being aware of it and trying to find ways to practice self-care that's going to nurture those feelings um, and knowing who can be part of that process with you. So even though we're, we're somewhat disconnected physically um, and geographically from the people that we're usually surrounded by, we have the advantage of all of this incredible technology, which on most days I am either baffled by or annoyed by, but, but like we live in a time where you can literally, you know, video chat with a hundred different people at once. Right. You can eat lunch with your roommate at their kitchen table and your kitchen table and like have a chat mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. There, there, access, um, there are solutions that exist right now for a problem that we just never thought we would have. So how do we get creative about that? I love that. And then I, I think that um, really, I, I think just trying to be conscious about the, meaning making and the way that we're internalizing this process and, and this experience 
Um, because again, the messages that we internalize, the, the beliefs that we form about this, the way that we think about ourselves and other people in the world and, and the state of all of this is not going to disappear after the pandemic resides. Mm, hello. Mm -hmm. It can very much become a permanent part of our worldview and our self-concept, and it can very much show up in the ways that, that we move forward, you know, mm -hmm. to, to use the word of the podcast, right, is a lot of the ways that we approach how we're coping with the situation right now might actually prevent a lot of us from moving forward in a healthy, balanced way. Mm. And, um, you know, no one's going to benefit from that. Right. Right. So I, if there's any, anything that we can make space for right now, it's just being really aware of um, how we're talking to ourselves about this, how we're talking to other people about this um, and, and just trying to hold on to, to that perspective of, of, you know, there, there's something that I can make out of overcoming this, out of surviving this, out of enduring this, um, you know, because what, what's the alternative? Mm -hmm. To go and cry in my bathroom, which I said you know? <laughs> last week to Karen. <laughs> and really be part of it, right? But <laughs> you, can't, you can't cry in your bathroom, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's probably not going to be enough. <laughs> And, and also, just so our uh, listeners know, CAPS is, is virtually open, correct? So can you yes, talk a little yeah. bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, we so we're still maintaining our usual business hours, 8.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Um, right now, for any student who was either already um, working with one of us at CAPS or was a previous client of CAPS, or for students who have never been seen at the counseling center that are interested in services, um, we're asking that everybody contact our director, um, Dr. Jeff Berta. Um, you can do that either by emailing him directly at berta at hartford.edu. So it's B-U-R-D-A at hartford.edu or by calling the CAPS number. Um, again, technology is amazing. Any voicemail that is left on the CAPS phone number um, gets forwarded directly to Jeff. Mm, that's great. That's we can great. Reach and we're doing a lot of either phone sessions, we're doing a lot of uh, video conferencing sessions. Um, we're still available for consultation and support with staff. Um, one of us always on call 24 seven. So mm. if there are crisis situations that are arising for students who are still on campus or for students who are at home, we're available to try to manage any of those either like physical or psychological safety concerns. So we're still very much doing our best um, to take care of everybody and we're, we're doing our best to practice what we preach well. So. Right, right, right. Okay, that's awesome. I know, no, no, girl. I got lots of notes. Well, this is great. This was great Excellent. conversation. And Kay, yeah. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say in, in wrapping up. Well, I learned <laughs> a lot. So, <laughs> um, no, I just think, I think a lot of what Dr. Nikki said, like for me personally, it's like what I thought was, and it's so funny because in the first week or so of this, you know, I, I was, you know, oh, I put like, a Zen zone on my classes and blackboard with like positive things. And uh, Copper Beach Institute has the mm -hmm. free meditation daily. And I was <laughs> setting my remind, you know, my alarms for it and everything. And, and then literally like over the last two weeks, every time the alarm would go off, <laughs> it would annoy me so much. I'm like, yeah. I'm meditation. <laughs> so I finally shut them off. But I realized with this, like I have gotten in the last, like literally like the last two weeks, gotten really away from any kind of self-care, self-reflection, time away. It's just work, 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 hey, work, Rihanna. work, you know, like, <laughs> and, um, but so I realized that like Dr. Nikki's, those were good three things. If Hello. You came up with those off the, just to come up with those off the top of your head. Hello. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, and I thought of it in terms of, for you know, for 
us because we're in the community, it's like, okay, what can I, what can I do? I do have more control or I don't have anyone dropping by my office. So I have more control of my day in that sense. And how can I, what can I do now to bring my best self to like the times that I interact with students, whether it's advising mm. or classes and that. So, you know, for me, my take, one of the many takeaways is just like, okay, I got to get back on track, mm-hmm. like with, mm-hmm. with this, like mm-hmm. bringing my best self to interactions because mm-hmm. that comes through mm-hmm. even in emails mm-hmm. too. Like, that goes back to what we've been saying too, like the sense of purpose and like, we do, we do get to decide what we do every day. Right. And, and you know, some of it is we decide to so eat true. an entire mm-hmm. many, Sometimes mm-hmm. we decide to, you know, um, reach out and support someone who we know is struggling. So, I mean, you know, like there's, but I think it's like, if we're going to choose to get up and, and do whatever we choose to do every day, let's take ownership of it. Right. Because we, we absolutely do have a choice of how we approach this and, and how we manage this and, you know, none of us are going to do it perfectly and some of us are going to do it better than others, but we, we all have to make the choice to get up and, and try to do this. And, and we're all mm. in the, and it's sort of like, like you said, if, if I'm going to show up and have a session with a student, if I'm going to send an email, if we're going to do a staff meeting, um, the way that I bring myself into that is going to affect me. It's going to affect the people around me. And right now that's all we have. Like that's, that's what we absolutely have control over. So it's important. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love that so much. I think too, yesterday I was on the, I don't know if it was the town hall or the, the staff association meeting, but even the president of the institution said he, he's taking, cause he said a lot of the same things we said about working and he's taking now his time where he would commute, which I think he said an hour. Did you say an hour? I can't remember. An hour. And he's taking yeah, that yeah. time. And okay, this is the time where I can go for a walk or do this or do that. And I think that even that seems so obvious, those things, but it's very difficult to do. So these were amazing conversations. And I, I hope our listeners can take away some really good key concepts here and you know we're super grateful to have you Dr. Nikki today talking with us and spending the last hour of your time um, sharing your wisdom and and uh, thank you reaching the students so we just want to say to our listeners be well and take good care and I hope you come back next week yes thank you thanks thanks, everybody so much absolutely thank you take care thanks Nikki okay bye-bye